Pastor Varun and Pastor Dala Hopperson would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church, Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's dynamic teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. Believe in the Word of God 100%. And we want to practice everything mentioned in the Old and the New Testament from the teaching of the Holy Spirit. Let us pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we come to you by faith right now. We open our hearts to hear the truth from the Bible. And we want to open our ear to hear what the Spirit of God wants to say to us, Father. Today, please open our eyes to see the revelation from heaven that this word will not be just a hate knowledge, but it will be the truth, will be the powerful light that shine into our spirit to change us, to transform our mind, that we will live according to your word, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. In the past few weeks, I have been talking about blessings and curses. And uh, this topic is a big topic, and I believe that it's really still applicable or still the truth for today's church in the 21st century. Blessing and curse. In fact, in the Old Testament, God asked Joshua through Moses to really speak to the whole congregation of the children of Israel about the blessing and the curse. And God wants to remind them the same thing today. God wants to remind His people that there is the blessing and there is the curse. And it's our own choice whether we're going to choose the blessing or we're going to choose the curse. So I want to read from Scripture when Joshua was speaking to the congregation to show you that, in fact, God still do the same today and God wants us to remind us to make a choice every single day. How many people want the blessing? I believe that God wants to bless all of us. Do you know that the first thing that God said to Adam when he opened his eyes God breathed into him the Spirit, and he opened his eye. And the Bible says in Genesis chapter 1, God blessed him and said, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue it. So the first word that Adam heard is, I bless you. That, that is the purpose of God. God wants to bless his people. But unfortunately, a lot of people did not choose God's way, and they faced the curse. Joshua chapter 8, verses 30 to 35 say, Now Joshua built an altar to the Lord God of Israel in Mount Ebal. As Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded the children of Israel, as it is written in the book of the law of Moses, an altar of whole stones over which no man has widow, an iron tool, and they offered on it burnt offerings to the Lord and sacrificed peace offerings. And there, in the presence of the children of Israel, he wrote on the stones a copy of the law of Moses, which he had written. Then all Israel, with their elders and officers and judges, stood on either side of the ark, before the priests, the Levites, who bore the ark of the covenant of the Lord, the stranger as well as he who was born among them. Half of them were in front of Mount Gerizim, and half of them in front of Mount Ebal, as Moses, the servant of the Lord, had commanded before, that they should bless the people of Israel. And afterward, 
he read all the words of the law, the blessings and the cursings, according to all that is written in the book of the law. There was not a word of all that Moses has commanded which Joshua did not read before all the assembly of Israel, with the women, the little ones, and all the strangers who were living among them. So this time, Joshua would like to remind the children of Israel the blessings and the cursings. I'm going to read some of the scripture here to show that if we choose the way of the Lord, we will be blessed. But if we sin against God, we will face the curse. And thank the Lord Jesus Christ for dying on the cross and carry the curse upon His body. But the deal to come into the blessing of God in our generation, the New Testament church, is to repent of our sin, I mean turn around 180 degrees and agree with God that sins are wrong. After we repent in our heart, then the action follow. That if we hate sin and we don't want to sin anymore. And Jesus Christ on the cross already paid for the punishment of sin or the curse in this life. We don't need to live in the curse anymore. But unfortunately, a lot of Christians are not taught the Word of God. They don't understand that repentance is very important part of Christian life because they were not taught. A lot of Christians still living in sin and they bring curses to themselves even though Jesus already paid the price for them because this is a condition. Amen? To live on earth with the blessing, we need to follow God's condition or God's plan that is to obey the word of the Lord. And I thank God that I can see so many people in our church blessed by God. Because they obey the word of the Lord. Amen. Our church really teach a lot of scripture and teach the Bible. So you guys know what is right and what what is wrong. And today I would like to read some scripture in the Bible. What God say that we should not do that will bring the curse to us. Example in the Bible, Deuteronomy chapter 27 verses 14 to 15 say, And the Levite shall speak with a loud voice and say to all the men of Israel, Curse is the one who makes a calf or molded image, an abomination to the Lord, the work of the hands of the craftsmen, and set it up in secret. And all the people shall answer and say, Amen. So one of the things that people could get into the curse and that will follow to the third and fourth generations is worshipping idols. Is to worship something instead of worshipping God. The idol in America may not be an image of a small G-O-D God. But our idol may be our job, maybe our education, maybe our home, our dream home, maybe uh, some books or some computer program that we worship those things more than God. So we need to have only God as our God. Don't worship those things. Amen? Then we bring curses to our life. Look at next verse, verse 16, Deuteronomy chapter 27. Cursed is the one who treats his father or his mother with contempt. And all the people shall say, Amen. Another sin that causes curses in life is to despise 
and disobey or rebel against our parents while we are under their roof. We need to honor our parents if we want the blessing from God. Amen. If we talk bad about our parents, gossip about them, look down on them, and rebel against them, we bring curse to ourselves and to the third and fourth generation. So, New Hope International Church, I believe that you all love your parents and you all respect your parents and honor your parents. That's why you are blessed. Look at another scripture regarding curse and blessing. Verse 18. Curse is the one who makes the blind to wander off the road. And all the people shall say, Amen. This scripture talking about a blind man walking. And then someone come instead of leading into the road, but pull out from the road and get into the cliff and fall off the cliff or get killed by animal or something like that. This is we call cruelty. Very cruel. To take advantage or to damage somebody who cannot help themselves. If I want to compare practically for today, whoa, 21st century, I give you example. I know a lot about brain surgery. I know a lot about back surgery. And my patient walk into me, and they have no clue about medicine. Okay? They are blind in the area of medicine. But I know. But I take advantage, even though I should tell them the truth, but I lead them into unnecessary operation to gain money. I lead them out of the road to fall and to lose money. I will face the curse if I keep doing that as my lifestyle. Another example. Maybe you are so good in construction. You are a handyman person. And I don't know anything about, I can put the screw in somebody's back. But I have a hard time pounding the screw in my own home and fixing the pipe. I'm serious. I don't know how to fix the pipe in my house, but I know how to fix somebody's brain. If you are the handyman and Pastor Lau come to you and say, you know, my pipe is broken. Can you fix for me? And I'm, I'm blind in the area of fixing the pipe. You know how to fix the pipe, but you cheat me and you change the thing that I don't need to change and you cheat my money. You lead the blind out of the road, either in business or in construction, medical field, anything. You lead the blind out. I, as a pastor, I lead you out because you are blind in the scripture. So I lead you to teach you wrong things in the church. I will face the curse. So application today is that if you know something good and you lead somebody who is blind in that area and you try to take advantage of that person, you may face the curse for three and four generations. Amen? Don't do that. Be honest. Don't cheat people. Don't lead the blind out of the road. Next one, verses 20 to 23. Curse is the one who lies with his father's wife because he has uncovered his father's bed. And all the people shall say, Amen. Curse is the one who lies with any kind of animal. And all the people shall say, Amen. Curse is the one who lies with his sister, the daughter of his father or the daughter of his mother. And all the people shall say, Amen. Curse is the one who lies with his mother-in-law. And all the people shall say, Amen. So the Bible says clearly that lifestyle of immorality, lifestyle of sexual sin will bring the curse to us and to third and fourth generation. A lot of people think that it's 
a fun thing to have an affair, to go out with another person and kind of cheat the husband or cheat the wife and have an affair. A lot of people think that it's a fun thing to commit adultery. I want to tell you right now, it's not a fun thing. It's the damage. It will bring damage to yourself and to the third and fourth generation. If people who live that kind of lifestyle bring curses to themselves, and God's people say, Amen. So that's why we have to abstain from sexual immorality. The Bible even say that if we look at the woman and start to think about something, we already commit sexual immorality with that woman. That's why as human beings, as a person with the sinful nature of Adam, we need the power of the Holy Spirit to come and cleanse us. And that's why I believe in the power of the Holy Spirit. We cannot do that by our own strength. We need the Holy Spirit to come in to take away that kind of thinking, that kind of impure thoughts, the nude thoughts, the nude picture or pornography or any even thinking about committing adultery. Since I have been in the file of God, since the Holy Spirit has been touching me, I cannot even think about that anymore because the fire or the power of the Holy Spirit come and cleanse me from all those thoughts. Amen? We need the watching work of the Word and of the Holy Spirit so that we will not live in sexual sin, even in our own mind. Amen. Look at another scripture, Deuteronomy chapter 27, verses 24 to 26. Cursed is the one who attacks his neighbor secretly. And all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed is the one who takes a bribe to slay an innocent person. And all the people shall say, Amen. Cursed is the one who does not confirm all the words of this law. And all the people shall say, Amen. Another thing that will bring, another sin that can bring curse is violence. For example, you enjoy seeing people get hurt. Or you just go in and shoot people or destroy some people's reputation. You enjoy assassinate some people's character in order to destroy that life. Or maybe you enjoy killing animals, hating animals, or something like that. The violence, destroying people's life, destroying people's reputation, or cause damage either physically, emotionally, or spiritually to other people. That is violence. And God say that will bring curse. Now, I want to move on out of this Old Testament, the Moses law, that Moses emphasized clearly that we need to live a life of repentance, don't play game with sin, get right with God, have faith in Jesus, then we can be blessed and we can get out from the curse, the generational curse for three and four generations. Now, let's go to the New Testament. Look at what Jesus said. Matthew twelve twenty nine. This is the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, how can one enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods unless he first buys the strong man and then he will plunder his house? The Lord Jesus talking about house. What does it mean, house? It means the physical house? Does it mean a building? No. Look at Matthew 10 verse 6. What does he mean? But go rather to the Lord's sheep of the house of Israel. So the word house here means a family. Grandpa, grandma, mom, dad, son, daughter, granddaughter, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, the whole clan, 
the whole family. So Jesus said, "I'm going to go to preach the gospel to the whole family of Israel." Talking about a family. So Jesus tried to say that in order to save the whole family from the generational curse or from any bad things that happen to dad, mom, children, grandchildren, great grandchildren, we need to go in and take care or bind the strong man. Who is a strong man? So the subject of the curse and blessing is related to the devil, Satan. In other words, Satan would send his team to come in and control a family, to tempt, to control, to attack by demonic power, so that that whole family will be bound in sin and in those weaknesses. For example, if a dad has the weakness of alcoholism, then that demon of alcoholism will follow that dad and then try to attack the children and the grandchildren and great grandchildren with the same weakness of alcoholism. If the mom loves to smoke, never want to quit, then the same thing. The demon of smoking will follow and try to attack the children to smoke too. In order to stop the curse, not only that you need to come into the blood of Jesus Christ and you really repent of your sin, you need to cut yourself off from the relationship with witchcraft, demonic power, and from Satan. You need to resist the devil, submit to God, and take care of the power of darkness in your life. That's why we believe that the power of God or the Holy Spirit is so important in the church. I cannot just preach the word without exercising the power of God to cast out demons and cut people out from the power of darkness. We need to get rid of them. We need to bind Satan. We need to bind demonic power in people's life. How many of you notice that sometimes you want to quit, maybe quit having some bad habit, but you cannot stop it, even though you go to church every Sunday? But still, that bad habit still sticks with you. Why? Because the strong man or Satan sent a group of demons to control you and to tempt you and to attack that weakness all the time, and you just yield because you are weak. That's why you have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. You need to put on the whole armor of God. You need to feel, be filled with the Word of God. You need to go to the fellowship with the believers who live a holy life to get inspired to do the right thing. You need to be prayed for. You need to spend time with God. You need to refuse the negative thoughts from the devil. You need to fight the spiritual warfare all the time. Living on earth here is not just like a walking on the rosy garden. You are in the warfare 24 hours a day. You cannot just relax and say, I'm happy, happy, happy. Yeah, we are happy. We are rejoicing in the Lord. But we need to stand on God right away. I remember when I was playing taekwondo, exercising taekwondo. I'm the third degree black belt. My teacher said, when you get in the ring, you cannot stand like this. You're going to be in trouble. The, the enemy, your, the opponent will kick your cyphoid area and you die or kick your face. So he tell me that you have to stand like this all the time. One hand up on your face so that they cannot hit your face and one hand on your chest and abdomen so that if something comes to your chest and abdomen, you can block right away. And you stand like this to decrease the amount 
of target that the enemy will hit you. You stand like this in fighting taekwondo. If you notice that how Bruce Lee stand, Bruce Lee doesn't stand like this. Bruce Lee stand like this. So he decreased the amount of target. The same thing we need to decrease the amount of target that the devil will hit us. Amen. By being in the presence of God, being in the fellowship, go to care group, study the word all the time, hear the word all the time, fill with the Holy Spirit. We need to put the armor of God to fight against the enemy. And we need to pray for our children. We need to teach our children the right thing. We need to really cover our children with the blood of Jesus Christ. Because if the devil cannot hit you, he's going to hit your children. Is that right? You have to be careful. You need to protect them, pray for them, lay hand on them, love them, put them into the right atmosphere. Get them to the VBS. <laughs> Get them to the church camp. Get lay hand on. Do everything that your children will be able to resist the devil and overcome the enemy. Amen. Let's look at what the Bible is continued to say about the strong man. So we need to fight with the enemy in order to come out from generational curses that will attack our children again. We need to know who is our enemy. Our enemy is not your pastor. Our enemy is not your friend in the church. Your enemy is the devil and demonic power that come around us. Look at verses 43 and 45 in Matthew chapter 12. Matthew 12, 43 and 45. When an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places, seeking rest and finds none. Then he say, I will return to my house. That is my, the family that I used to be in there. That family, your last name, the whole clan, You, your parents, your kids, your great-grandkids, he's going to go back to my house from which I came, and when he comes, he finds it's empty and swept and put in order. Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits, more wicked than himself. So they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this wicked generation? Jesus said that, Parents, grandparents, you need to really get right with God. Because even though you come to church, you may be on fire, God touch you, everything look cool for a while. But if you are not keeping up with the running of the race with God, growing, get the word of God into your life, fill with the Holy Spirit all the time, serving God, check your heart all the time that you have any wrong attitude or not. If you are not careful, The devil is watching. This demonic spirit keep watching. When you open the door, something, you open the door. Maybe you just go watching pornography in the internet, or you just start to do something bad. That spirit will come back, and will bring another seven spirits, and attack you and your children, the whole house again. So that's why we need to stand on our toes all the time in our spiritual walk. Jesus say, "Watch and pray." Jesus never say, "Sleep and be happy." Jesus say, "Watch and pray." Why? Because the enemy want to come back with seven more spirits. We need to fight the good fight of faith. Faith include obedience, trusting God. Amen. So the devil will come back and say, "That family belong to me. I claim it. I'm g o i n g to come back and attack that family. I'm g o i n g to attack their kids, their grandkids." So that's why we need to really stay 
on course with God and really bring our children to know the Lord as soon as possible. I remember when my son accepted Jesus Christ. I, I think a couple of years ago, I was so happy. But it's not the end. We need to keep nurturing him. We need to bring him to the things of God, teaching him the right thing, because I want to protect my son from being attacked from seven more spirits. One spirit, bring another seven. And that is the job of every parent in this room. Amen. You have the responsibility, parents, to pray for your children. You need to bring everyone into the things of God and keep that protection all the time by faith. God is going to protect you by faith. You, when you have faith, but you have to do your homework too. <laughs> you cannot just have faith and sit at home. You need to go to church. You need to study Bible. You need to come to the file of God. You need to really live a holy life, make a decision to repent every single day. Amen. Look at one last thing, and I want to say, and then close this sermon. When we talk about spirit and curses and blessing, now we buy the stronghold. We know that when demons or the servant of Satan went out, he tried to come back with seven more spirits. Look at another aspect of the Bible regarding curse and blessing. Leviticus 19 to verse 31 says, Give no regard to mediums and familiar spirits. Do not seek after them to be defied by them. I am the Lord your God. Leviticus 20 verse 6 says, And the person who turns to mediums and familiar spirits to prostitute himself with them, I will set my face against that person and cut him off from his people. Matthew 12, 44, talking about a house. Demon attack a house and claim that that house belonged to him and want to come back and attack again or torture or control again. This scripture, two scripture talk about family spirit. Who are the family spirit? Family spirit are evil spirit or demons that follow a family from generation to generation and know the weaknesses of that family or that house. Maybe the weakness of that house is gambling. Maybe sexual immorality. Maybe anger. Maybe negative thoughts. Pessimistic. I was a pessimistic person when I, before I became a Christian. So, Family spirit know me that I'm pessimistic, very negative thinking all the time. This family spirit will try to come back and attack the household, that family. And they know your weakness. So they will try to come through the same weakness again. And that family spirit are very prominent in Asian country. I'll give you an example. In Asia, you can call a medium. And a medium will call the spirit and claim that I am a grandfather of this person. Actually, that is not a grandfather. That is a family spirit who knows the grandfather and know everything about what the grandfather did and can say everything about that family. Wow, this is really my grandfather. He knows about the name of that person. He knows where he was born. Actually, that family spirit know about the grandfather, follow that grandfather all along for many generations. In Thailand, we always call spirit to come back and say something. Before I became a Christian, I did not know about the scripture. So I listened to all the spirit talking to me all the time about all oh, the spirit of that monk, the spirit of that person. But actually, every spirit of human being that die never come back here. They either go to heaven or they go to the dark place, the bottom pit. They never come back. 
So whatever spirit you call back is not the spirit of man, but family spirit. I want to encourage you to go back home. I don't have time to read. If you go back home and read 1 Samuel chapter 28 carefully from verse 5, I tell you the story. King Saul committed sin. He rebelled against God, and one day the Philistine army came to attack Israel. King Saul was really burdened with this situation with the enemy, the army of the enemy. So he called on the Lord and asked the Lord to really help him to get the answer whether he would win the battle or not. The Lord did not answer him. Why? Because he did not repent. He was very stubborn. He was very rebellious against God. God did not talk to him. What did he do? He went to a witch, a medium, of a city named Endor. He went there and asked that witch or medium to call on the spirit of Samuel. Samuel already dead. Then the spirit came and looked like Samuel, but it's not Samuel. The spirit came and acted like Samuel and cursed him that he's gonna die and his family, the whole household, would die. And that really happened. The curse happened to King Saul. That spirit that looked like Samuel was not Samuel, according to the scripture. No one in the world can call the spirit of a dead person back out of hell or from heaven to come back to talk to anybody. Those spirit that appear like a man is family spirit that follow the family for ge- from generation to generation. Don't be like Saul. Saul always say somebody else fault. When we commit sin, sometimes we blame other people. Somebody else fault. Saul say David fault. Cain say Abel fault. Esau say Jacob's fault. We need to repent of our sin. But I want to tell you the good news. At the end of this sermon, that we all are the candidate of blessing. If we walk right with God, we do our part of walking with God, have faith in Jesus, repent of our sin. The blessing of God will fill our house. We'll go to the thousand generation. Our kids, our grandkids, and great grandkids will be blessed, and they will fill the earth with the Garden of Eden again. God said, "Go and fill the earth." I believe that my children will fill the earth not only with the natural children, but they will fill the earth with spiritual children. They will see their friend get saved. They will go to the nations and see people get saved. Amen. We will fill the earth with the blessings of God. Do you know that your job, that God assigned to you from the book of Genesis to Abraham to Noah? I I will preach about this message one day. That. God assignment for humanity. The first assignment come to Adam, and that assignment was given to Noah, given to Abraham, given to Isaac, and given to all of us in the Great Commission. When Jesus said, "Go over the world and preach the gospel," the same assignment that given to Adam, Noah, and Abraham, and Moses is to fill the earth with the gospel, get people saved. And they shall be blessed in every single way. We have the good news to tell the people. That's why I'm excited to go to Indonesia. I'm excited to go to Thailand at the end of this month. I'm excited. I was so glad to go to Los Angeles last weekend 
Because our church sent the pastor out, and some of them go with me to preach the gospel. And those 16 people that accepted Christ in Los Angeles, they're going to enter into the blessing of God. Amen. So we have that job to fill the earth with the blessing. The blessing going to overcome the curse on earth here. It doesn't matter how strong the family spirit and the demons are. We are stronger because the one who is in us is greater than them in the world. Amen. You can go in the name of Jesus and fill the earth with the gospel. And bless people with your blessing everywhere you go. You're going to radiate. The blessing in your life is going to overflow. <laughs> it's like a water running out of you and touch you. And everyone that comes close to you. My patients are blessed a lot. You know why? Because my, the blessing in me flows into them and they do well. You're going to go everywhere with the blessing of God. Amen. This we, talk, we teach about the curse and blessing. Today I talk about curse. But I don't want to emphasize the curse. I want to emphasize the blessing. You go and radiate and spread the blessing of God to everybody around you. Amen? How many people want to be that candidate? Going to go all the world and bless people. Amen. Anyone in this room want to be that carrier of the blessing by coming to know Jesus, repenting of your sin, and start to walk right with God? How many people want to do that? Raise your hand up. Say, I want to be a blessing to other people. Raise your hand up. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. We trust this message has ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching series, please contact us at 206-275-275. 1042 or visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.org You may also write to us at the following address New Hope International Church 9170 Southeast 64th Street Mercer Island, Washington 98040 Thank you very much 